Welcome to the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, where we take a deep dive into how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. You know, the the first thing I noticed was that there was no uh, episode number, and that threw me off. (laughs) And then I realized, oh, he's doing, instead of deep dive, you're doing a deep dive. Doing a deep dive. I think it's interesting how on Lyrics to Go, when you do the intro you say you say deep dive but you go up every every episode you're going higher and higher yeah i never thought about that yeah it's been getting really really other oh i can't believe you haven't noticed this week was like unreal like how (laughs) high you got on it it was like watching michael jordan do a dunk (laughs) let me let me just what i meant was i didn't realize i was doing the word deep in a high voice like i didn't i didn't think of that oh you know that that opposite but yeah how wild, yeah. Um, how are you? I'm good. It's episode 232, by the way. Yeah, 232. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. And I had a nice, relaxing week off. Thank you for your patience, uh, knowers, and uh, giving me and Mark the week off so we could, uh, well, try to kick our feet up. I'm sure we were both busy, though. Yeah, fairly yeah. busy, um, but definitely made some time to hang. I had some off time from work and, you know, just got to... Uh, I'm still trying to get acquainted to this having four day work weeks when everyone else does. Cause I'm so used to this being, I still have like, you know, PTSD where I'll wake up in the, in a cold sweat, uh, not I to should make be light doing of PTSD. Something. Yeah. But it's like, I should be, I should be waking up at, mm-hmm. you know, five o'clock in the morning to go and start making cinnamon rolls and wanting to die. But instead, uh, instead I get to like have days off and, spend time with my loved ones and and it's a lot of fun. Well, it sounds like you enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. I did as well. We had a, you know, nice time with the family for for Christmas and for New Year's it was a raucous night of uh what sleeping through a movie and then waking up at 11 and you know, staying up for an hour <laughs> into the new year and then going straight to bed. The old you gray mare, she ain't what she used to be. <laughs> yeah. But um, we had we had uh, designs of going to uh, Nice Guys Pizza, but uh, Elliot, the older kiddo, said that they wanted to hang out for New Year's. So we uh, made some charcuterie boards and threw on Speed Racer, the uh, Wachowski siblings movie uh, based mm-hmm. on the anime series, and had a had a nice night. Good, you know, I was uh, I was just telling a story. Uh, we are we are doing this on. Uh, We've been these episodes that we've been doing, and maybe we can do them in person too. I'd I'd like to think we could. We've been doing these on uh, on our Discord channel, doing a little uh, little stage here where people can listen to us live record and all the little in betwixts in between the uh, you know what it sounds like when the sausage is being made. But then I figured I figured you know while I was waiting for you to come back, it was probably it'd probably be a good story. I'll tell a little truncated version of what I told so far. So for Christmas, my girlfriend bought her stepdad who wants to be a millionaire board game uh, because he's a fan of the TV show. And we figured it'd be a nice little family thing to get together and play it. And, um, you know, you've got to answer a question and move up and you can get bumped down if you get something wrong, blah, 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 blah. 
And the questions were pretty easy, and there are lifelines, just like there are in the in the TV show. You've got the 50-50, ask the audience, phone a friend, uh, or ask the host if you think the host, you know, if it was maybe a music question and I was the host that round, maybe you would just ask me to see my answer so you can copy my answer or what have you. If you wanted to phone a friend, though, you could you could actually phone up Mappy, who's who was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, the TV show. Indeed, indeed. Previous no no guest and uh, regular contributor. Indeed, but do you know who I chose for my phone a friend? Hmm. Fletcher. That's that's incorrectly. I chose mm. you. I you chose did? you in my time of need. Now it was Christmas night, and I knew I was taking a little bit of a risk. I know that you're a family man, and I figured maybe you wouldn't answer. And what time was this? You're, you're not always you're not always the keenest on getting back to me in a timely manner. Uh, this was uh, maybe nine o'clock at night, something like that. Oh yeah, Eight, I just settled o'clock. in for a long winter's nap, <laughs> and uh, I had an art question, oh. and I said to myself, "God, my apologies." Uh, I need I need Lee to come through, and everyone just staring at me with with the. Uh, <laughs> with the speakerphone ringing and then oh hey no, this I is Lee. so bad <laughs> and i would just hung my head in shame and guessed and got it wrong and though i know it's christmas my christmas miracle that i was hoping for was that one of my best friends and one of my trivia confidants would have answered the phone when i really needed him the most but i got coal in my stocking instead of the the sound of jingle bells mark i am so sorry going up the chimney it's okay it was christmas like i said i knew there was a very it was more likely it's usually more likely than not that you won't answer when i call just in general because you're a busy man uh i figured christmas would be tenfold but uh but you know i still lost so it worked out <laughs> damn you lost i did yeah wow Wow. Yeah. My girlfriend's mom won. She by, beat Quizmaster Mark. By some guy. I mean, they're all multiple answer, which, as mm-hmm. you know, is not like my favorite thing on the face of the planet, but there's mm-hmm. really nothing else you can do. The only, the only other choice you have is typing in answers and them like not giving it to you because you didn't get it exactly right. And I can't stand that even more. So it is what it is. It was, it was a fun time. It was a good challenge. Wow. Well, again, I'm sorry. Sorry didn't pick up and uh sorry to hear of, of your uh your loss there, but um you know, maybe to brighten your spirits, uh we could go over some stats uh of the uh, podcast for this this past year in 2022. Yeah, I'd love that. We had uh 50 episodes this past year. We took a couple weeks off. We had the uh the hurricane week and then this uh last week in the uh during the holidays that we took off but 50 episodes seeing a little over 200,000 downloads throughout the year. So thank you so much for uh, such a big year here at No No. Uh Jeez. Mark, our mo- we did have one episode that was most popular this year. Do you uh, want to take a guess as to who the guest was on that episode? I know I can't remember it was this year that we had him, but I know the episode we had with Bobby Feldman was pretty downloaded. That was the final episode of 2020. Mm, mm. Or no, I'm sorry, 2021. 
Mm. The final mm, episode of 2021. So not 2022. There was a different episode. Do you have any guesses as to who that might be? But yes, that was the biggest episode of uh, 2021. Uh, I don't. Well, Mark, there was no guest, actually. It was a duo episode. Just Ooh. you and me. Yep. It was episode number 192, Mommy Milky, from way back in March. I'm not sure if with the title like had that. anything to do with it. Uh, but yeah, we, like that. interestingly enough, on that episode, you and I got the same number of questions correct. We both got four questions correct that episode. Damn. But we were together stumped by a question, a rate my question from A. Aaron. The question was, what three Asian countries are the only in the world that have unique starting letters in their names? Oh, yeah. You remember yeah. that one? And the, the answer was Oman, Qatar, and Yemen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was kind of worded in a way that we couldn't really comprehend. It was, it was a tough question, you know, and we are well, not the best of geography. Aside. So that's true. Again, thanks so much, everybody, for a, a, a great 2022 on No No and uh, everybody who's, you know, supporting us on Patreon and hanging out in the Discord and on our Facebook groups and tweeting at us. We appreciate it. Uh, we've got a full episode of trivia today. But before we get to that, how about we go over our weekly wrap up? Oh, yeah. Now, Mark, mine is a bit lengthy this week. Uh, why don't you go first? Uh, how did your teams do at Nice Guys Pizza Trivia this week? Uh, my teams did well, Lee. I had um, a bunch of teams playing. It was wild at Nice Guys, being that it was right before... Um, it's that week in between Christmas and New Year's where no one gives a flying shit about what's going on. Um, everybody brings out a million and one people and sometimes I enforce the rules to make it a bigger group uh, to make a bigger group split up sometimes I don't and I just um, let them do whatever if they just seem to be a bunch of drunkards who are there just to kind of fuck around or what have you Um, the first round went to three meatballs in the tailpipe uh, with 28 points, three rotund gentlemen who won the first round. However, the second and third round both going to LGE Fan Club, which were the parents and some other relatives of Andrew Bernard, past guest, who uh, decided to come out and give my trivia a spin. They won the second round with 48 one points, and the third round with 68 points. Nice. So they did That's a very, a very good and job. Janet, right? Indeed. Yeah. Even besting Whiskey Tango and Connor and the Feeble Corn all playing on Zoom. So they did. They had quite a night. They had quite a night. Well, congrats to them. Uh, My wrap up this week is actually a 2022 wrap up for live no nonsense trivia events held here in Southwest Florida at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers and Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral. First of all, Mark, the categories. The most popular category request at No Nonsense Trivia in 2022 uh, for two years in a row now was Harry Potter. Remains our most popularly requested category at Trivia. The category that saw the biggest increase in requests was Marvel, which jumped from being the 41st most requested in 2021, all the way to the fourth most requested category overall in 2022, moving up 37 positions on our top 50 requested categories of the year leaderboard. Congrats to Marvel on that. That's a pretty big jump. 
Congratulations, uh, Marvel. Yeah. I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular uh, top Kevin Feige is out there like, yes. Well, here comes the roasting right now. The most popular. Oh, no, no. This isn't a roasting. The most popular top 10 debut category in 2022 was Anatomy, which was the fifth most popular category request overall. Two television shows, Supernatural and Only Murders in the Building were other hot category requests that debuted in our top 10 this year. Now, uh, two categories that saw the largest decrease in requests were college football and psychology, each of those falling 28 positions, science and anime also seeing similar losses in popularity. So college football, psychology, science, and anime, not a great year for them as far as uh, category requests at trivia. Big uptick in nerds, big, big loss in jocks. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, science, anime, and psychology, those are those are pretty nerdy categories that took some big L's. Yeah, fair enough. Pop culture reigns, basically. Harry Potter and Marvel. So, Universal, Warner Brothers, they got it going, I guess. If you well, see Marvel's the police, Disney, Warner though. Brothers. Yeah. Yep. So, those are, the, uh, those are the new religions for 2022. So, uh, you know... I'm sure they'll carry into 2023. So study up on those trivia players because uh, I'm sure that that will trickle down into your uh, your categories at your local trivias. Now for our quizzes, the total player count this year for 2022 No Nonsense Trivia, 3,229 players comprising of 971 teams at our Dang. trivia. The average team count per quiz was 12.59 teams per quiz, which was uh, down a full team, actually, from 2021. But there were uh, 500 more players overall, indicating that team sizes got larger this year. So people were adding on to their established teams more often. The average difficulty rating by team voting was 3.54, a slight increase over 2021's rating of 3.31, so overall a more difficult year as far as our questions go. The highest score on a non-themed quiz was set by Mally Rules on August 17th, quiz 444 at Pony Bell Brewing Company, 133 points. The most victorious team overall was Shiba Inu Illuminati, who had 20 wins, and it was their second year in a row having the most wins the biggest knowers of 2022 were just the tips who earned an adjusted score of 3407 points in 2022 that is minus doubled in wager points so that is just pure knowledge that they earned uh taking last year's title from shiba inu illuminati so congratulations to just the tips on their biggest knowers of 2022 status bam our most popular themed quiz overall for the year was Quizgardium Triviosa, Harry Potter quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company. There were 22 teams there, where the highest score on any quiz for the year was set by a couple playing under the name Mischief Managed, who earned a perfect score before defeating another team, Griffin Claw, who also earned a perfect score on a difficult seven-point tiebreaker question. Uh, Mischief Managed knew the answer. Griffin Claw did not. Ending the quiz with a record high score of the year, 155 points. Congratulations to them on their record victory and also the news that they're expecting their first child. So we just want to send our best wishes to the uh, young family there. Jeez. You okay with that? Yeah. (laughs) Massive undertaking, winning trivia and then having a baby right after. I hope they know what they're getting themselves into. 
I've seen. I, I don't know. I I don't know how y'all do it with kids. God bless you. I went to Hog Bodies the other day, and uh, this kid is the the parents were holding up the cell phone upright with like you know a show on it, mm-hmm. and he goes, "I don't want it like that." And so they lay it down on the on the flat of the table. He goes, "I don't want it like that." It's just like, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. I just want to like sit down next to this kid and be like, how the fuck do you want it then? <laughs> Your parents are trying to fucking do everything they can to help you out. Oh, yeah. It's a constant exercise in patience. Absolutely. Uh, the uh, As far as our quizzes go, the most popular non-themed quizzes of 2022 were all held at Pointy Bell Brewing Company. 19 teams for uh, three quizzes that we had. Uh, at Ollie's Pub, the most popular themed quiz was Stranger Things, with eight teams total, and the most popular non-themed quiz was number 475, just very recently on December 22nd, with 11 teams over there. Other big moments from 2022 at No Nonsense Trivia Live include the Dingle Hoppers winning our Disney quiz, X-Vengers winning our MCU quiz, and Small Tuna winning our quiz on The Office at Pointy Bell Brewing Company, as well as... Winning our 90s music quiz and Left of Vecna winning our Stranger Things quiz. That's uh, Left of Sanity playing under a special Stranger Things themed name at Ollie's Pub. Our friend, uh, our friends, um, H Bomb and Amanda and James. H Bomb wasn't there that night, but you know the crew. Our Genius I Night do. winners this year were the regulars at Pointy Bell Brewing Company and As You Wish at Ollie's Pub, who set a record for highest Genius Night score ever. At 96 points, Mally Rules and As You Wish were winners of a pair of no-nonsense trivia nightmares back in October, while You Smell Different When You're Awake and Bizarre World Citizens won our pair of holiday quizzes the week of this year's Christmas holiday. 2022 also saw the departure of core players from top-level no, top no-nonsense trivia teams such as Wicked Bad, Bitches and Hombres, and Shiba Inu Illuminati, who actually teamed up once this year to form Wicked Bad Shiba Illuminambres, you might remember, back on July 13th to defeat 18 other teams at Pony Bell for one of the busiest non-themed quiz nights of the year. So, pretty big year. Uh, best wishes to those team members. That would be Max and Elise from Shiba Inu Illuminati, and Jason and Devin from Wicked Bad Bitches and Ombres, who uh, moved to uh, other uh, cities and states. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with their the remainder of their teams here in the new year. Indeed. If Thrilling, missed- a captivating 2023. If you missed it, folks, and you'd like to join us for trivia soon, Wednesdays we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy tasty, tasty food by our weekly food vendor. Come play our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company starting at 7.30 p.m. every Wednesday. Thursdays were in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m., 
We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent on records, beer, t-shirts, comic books, and more. You can also suggest categories for each week's quiz at Ollie's Pub every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. And of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. For a link to the Zoom meeting, you check the show notes or just visit bit.ly slash trivia on Wednesday nights at 8 and uh, join the quiz there. And also, tomorrow, we are having our South Park trivia at Point E. Bell Brewing Company. That is Saturday, January 7th. Uh, full South Park themed quiz, our first themed quiz of 2023 at Pointy Bell Brewing Company. Come join us for that. It starts at 6 p.m. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? Deep dive. Give me my cheese puffs. There it is. Your oh, world God. famous Cartman impression. So good. <laughs> what can I say? Sometimes I'll I'll do the voice and I'll trick myself. I'll be like, who put on South Park? Who put it on? <laughs> well, before we get to our quiz, we got one last biddle, biddle, biddle. one last little bit of housekeeping to do and that pertains to our patreon got a little patreon update we gained nine patrons this past year uh, for which we are very thankful thank you to those of you that joined up in 2022 and stuck around who have joined up before uh currently i would say only about three percent of our regular listeners are supporting knowers and of course we would love to see that number go up this year uh, we know that uh, some of you don't mind, but we have no interest in reading ads for the show, so we'd we'd rather not do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, we're going to update our tier rewards on Patreon and make our supporting tiers a little bit more distinct. So for $3 a month, you can sign up for the Rumple Snailskin tier, which will give you access to our entire show archive. We are going to be sunsetting our older episodes off of... Uh, the regular platforms, and they will be available exclusively through the Patreon feed. So um, you will have access on the regular feed to the previous year's uh, episode library, uh, which is quite a bit of material. You know, it's over 100 hours, typically. Mm -hmm. So um, the rest of the episodes will go into the archive after that. Um, If you are at the $6 and up tiers, the... uh, proverbial light keeper and team captain tiers you can uh, you'll gain access to the new bonus content that we uh, that we post as well as our entire episode library i think if everything goes according to plan if you're a rumple snailed skin every piece of bonus content that you've already have access to you should keep access to that but the new stuff that we post that's going to be only for uh proverbial light keepers and above and if you are at the $20 Quiz Daddy tier, starting this week, we'll be posting the questions from one of our live quizzes every week for your enjoyment. Now, can you use these questions at a small get-together at your house with family and friends? Sure, you can do that. Can you use some of the questions at your weekly trivia event? Yeah. I'm not saying you can't. Go right ahead. Hell, go wild. 
Now, can you use the entire quiz verbatim at an event that you're getting paid for professionally as a quiz master host? You absolutely can. We won't know, probably. So you can totally do that. But if you do do that, we'd be really cool with it if you just sent us like a tip or something, you know, every now and then. Especially if those questions are like going over with your players. Let us know. Um, thanks in advance for that. Yeah. And yeah, that's our new Patreon tier system. And let people know. Let people know where you got those fucking questions. <laughs> we'll probably update uh, the tiers again soon uh, with more stuff. So thanks to everyone who signed up to support the show so far. And don't forget, if you're not signed up, you can support the show and save a few dollars by getting 15% off annual memberships by going to the nono.com, clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Thank you to our Patreon. Oh, oh no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I just copy and pasted that from the end, but you don't have to go into it. Let's actually take a little break, Mark. Let's yeah. Let's do that. Rest our voices a little bit. It's well, been a you, long intro. You, you've been going on like a fucking, like a, I don't know, something that goes on a lot. I need to sip my tea. And we're going to take a break. I'm going to do that, and we're going to be right back. Bye. <laughs> that was a lot of words. Yeah. It's worth it, though, man. I mean, all these teams coming out week to week. They all have certain degrees of glory when you look at it. Indeed. We're back. Mark, Mm. as I mentioned in our intro, one of our hot new categories of the year was only murders in the building. Have you seen the show? No. No? Are you familiar with it at all? I know that Martin Short is in it, and I know that Steve Martin is in it, and some woman is in it. Some woman? Yeah, I can't remember who it is. Best of luck to you on this question. Great. Only Murders in the Building marks the first regular series role on a non-variety show for which of its principal cast members. And I'll give you uh, I'll give you their names. I know multiple choices in your thing, but you couldn't remember the name of Selena Gomez. Mm. Can you repeat the question? Only Murders in the Building marks the first regular series role on a non-variety show for which of its principal cast members? Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, or Martin Short? Well, I don't think it's Selena Gomez, because I don't know that she was on a variety show before. Obviously, Martin Short and Steve Martin are both famous for being on Saturday Night Live. Trying to think if either of them were on another TV show that was not a variety show. That's what you're asking, right? Yep. Hmm. Well, I know Martin Short was a little more to himself. Um, Steve Martin. Was he ever in a TV show? I'm going to say Martin Short. No, I'm sorry. Uh, the answer is Steve Martin. Martin Short had a sitcom on NBC called The Martin Short Show in 1994. Uh, I don't know. The way that this is worded, you probably wouldn't include Jiminy Glick. Um, is, that a, that's, is that a variety show? It's an interview show. It's an interview show. Right? Yeah, not variety. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Martin Short had his own sitcom. Selena Gomez uh, broke this record when she was very young as a star 
on Barney and Friends from 2002 to 2004, but she's uh, primarily known for her leading role as Alex on Disney's Wizards of Waverly Place. Mm, of course. But yes, yeah, Steve Martin, uh, many people assume that he was uh, a cast member on Saturday Night Live, but he uh, just hosted that show 16 times. Of course, that would be excluded here, uh, as it says, non-variety show. There are a few... Uh, variables in this question that you could take out if you wanted to make it harder. You could take out um, on a non-variety show because, again, he was a host on Saturday Night Live, but it was not a uh, regular series role for him. He just happened to host quite a bit. So that's right. why he was on the show so much. Got it. Got it. Hmm. Well, bad start. Here's your first question. American jazz musician John Coltrane is famous for playing which instrument? Uh, Coltrane, I believe, played the saxophone. That's correct. Thank you. I think I'd give you a nice easy one. Thanks. I wasn't sure if you were going to ask me like what specific type of saxophone that he, uh, he what played. What specific type of saxophone did he play? Was it an alto sax? No, that's incorrect. It's a tenor no? saxophone. Oh, okay. Well, there you so go. Now you're wrong. No, More degrees of difficulty here. Indeed. Just going to show. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Speed Records. This is my next category for you. People like machines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, feats, feats and flights of fancy. This is a question about that. Which name belongs to both a car manufacturer whose V12 engines set the first ever 300 plus mile per hour land speed record way back in 1933 and an airplane company whose spirit of innovation is, as of 2022, the world's fastest electric vehicle? I'll read that for you one more time. Which name belongs to both... A car manufacturer whose V12 engines set the first 300-plus mile-per-hour land speed record in 1933, and an airplane company whose spirit of innovation, that's the name of the plane, is, as of 2022, the world's fastest electric vehicle. So this name is shared by both a car company and an airplane company. Mm-hmm. And both of these companies setting records related to speed, the car company on the ground and the airplane company in the, well, overall, as far as electric vehicles. I don't know. Um, trying to think of a airplane company slash car company. McLaren is the one that keeps coming to mind just because I know that they're so fast. Um, so I think I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to say McLaren. No, Mark. The answer here might surprise you. It's a Rolls Royce. It does surprise me. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, they were originally the same company, the car company, and then they split, I think in the seventies, I don't have the note in front of me right now, but at one point, uh, they split into two companies, a, uh, a car company and an airplane company because there were two divi- uh, two divisions developing within the uh, the original company. So two separate companies both carry the name Rolls Royce. 
one relating to cars and the other airplanes. Damn. Here's your next question. Premiering in 1948, you were asking earlier about variety shows. Premiering in 1948, the variety show Toast of the Town eventually became known by what name? Hmm. Premiering in 1948, the variety show Toast of the Town eventually became known by what name? Hmm. 1948. It's too early for Saturday Night Live. And uh, I don't believe you gave me a country of origin. So, um, maybe it's a British show. Toast. I keep thinking of the show Toast of London, the which is a Matt Berry uh, comedy show, um, which is British. And so when I think of variety shows in Britain that are big and might have developed into something, I think of Top of the Pops. And that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going with Top of the Pops. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> The correct answer is the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, it was called toast of the town. Indeed. And then Ed Sullivan just took it over. He was already, I think he was already hosting it. Yeah. Um, So it was a takeover, but he was just, they were, they were just like, this this is not working out. He was like, I'll be the damn J Fred mugs of this thing. (laughs) I'll be the monkey. I should say, I speaking about British, British television, um, I started watching Peep Show, mm-hmm. and it is wonderful. I am having a I've hell of a time. Good. Having a hell of a time watching it. It's uh, it's very. I think fun. I've watched an episode or two. Yeah, it's been a while though. It's got some cringy stuff in there. It's got uh, oh, David good, Mitchell. Good. That's what you. That's the what what I want to hear. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's uh it's you know it's it's like watching people just do cringy stuff where you're like why are you doing that don't do that please stop doing that um true that can be enjoyable for some to watch yeah, for, for some especially Dave, if you like nathan for you yeah exactly david you know. mitchell's in it and i think he is very funny tim that's turned right. me on to him and uh he plays very much himself kind of like if you think that he's just kind of funny in general then uh then you should watch it yeah, I can't remember if it's that that I saw or the other show that he was on, that Mitchell and Webb look. But, um, yeah, thanks for the recommendation. Yeah. Now, my next question for you uh, relates to your other podcast, Lyrics to Go. Did a little homage to it in our intro. Hmm. I've got a question for you about lyrics. Okay. The lyrics to the Depeche Mode song, Personal Jesus were inspired by a biography of which music icon? Um, music icon. Mm-hmm. Your own personal Jesus. Someone to be in your prayers. Someone you can Um... Reach out and touch faith. For the longest time, I thought he said, reach out and touch me. My, like corn, the way that corn says it. Yeah. (laughs) But way before corn. 
Well, I'm sure they listen to a lot of Depeche Mode. They probably thought the same thing. Maybe that's why he says it that way. Pick up your receiver. I'll make you a believer. Mm. How did you describe the person? It's autobiography based on who? They were inspired by a biography. biography. Not an autobiography, but a biography of which music icon? Do you want the year that the biography came out? No, you know, I don't like added shit. Um, you know, I'm gonna say Elvis. The book came out in the year 1985. And it was titled Elvis and Me. Hey! By Priscilla Presley. That's correct, Mark. It does have a little bit of an Elvis feel to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could be an Elvis song. He was certainly an idolized music icon well and t- reach out and touch faith i know he was very religious mm-hmm. um huh wow martin gore uh the uh one of the principal songwriters for depeche mode the principal songwriter for depeche mode wrote or said it's a song about being a jesus for somebody else someone to give you hope and care gore told spin in 1990 it's about how elvis was uh, her Priscilla Presley's man and her mentor and how often that happens in love relationships, how everybody's heart is like a God in some way. And that's not a very balanced view of someone. Is it? Damn. I love when people lead you toward an answer <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's not very good. Is it? And it's like, well now if I say, yeah, I feel like a dick. So I guess, no, <laughs> it's like, you know, I feel like this also kind of relates to some of the recent subject matter on uh, lyrics to go. You guys seem to talk about relationships a lot because a lot of songs talk about relationships uh, yeah. recently in the Hey Ya uh, episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Uh, it's wild to me that not a lot of people, I mean, I, I talk a little bit about it in the episode, but I, I know that I tend to not care as much about lyrics a lot of times and whether or not I like a song. Uh, however, I do tend to know lyrics like every band that I've been in that's done covers. I always usually get, you know, kind of picked to sing them because I remember lyrics so easily. Um, and so I guess like I, I, I just kind of knew the lyrics right off and kind of realized what they were about. And I was pretty, shocked to find out kind of at the same time that there were a number of people that were like, I never knew what the song was about. And it's like licking at my chops, just like, well, this is perfect. You know, this is uh this is what we're here for. So a lot of fun to do that episode. You got one more for me. Oh yeah. Of course I got one for you. You're kidding me. Here's your last question of the first round. In which decade did us athlete Jesse Owens win four Olympic gold medals? I'd be remiss if I did not mention that Quizmaster Adam, by the way, came mm-hmm. out to my trivia. Oh, uh, wonderful. Yeah, the week of Christmas. Uh, someone was talking about fashioning beer, whether or not it is still open. It is closed. Um, the owners sold it uh, to another uh, couple people. Um, so it at least does not exist in the way that we knew it. Um, currently living in Korea, not doing trivia, uh, anywhere, but, um, he is doing well. Uh, he sends his regards right on. Well, I'm so glad that we got a, you know, to touch fashioning beer, 
you know, a little bit while they were here. You know, we reached across the globe through Indeed. through Zoom. Indeed. And uh, Greg Linney, my old friend Greg Linney, was there also and uh, and knew this one. Mm, so it made okay. me think it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this was, um, there was some degree of, of, uh, controversy because I think he, he gave up the, uh, black power fist while he was standing on the podium, the podium. Thank you. Can I hear the question one more time? Yeah, Absolutely. In which decade did U.S. athlete Jesse Owens win four Olympic gold medals? Yeah, I think that this was uh, around the time of the the civil rights movement. Um, So I'm going to say the 60s. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Was it the 70s? I'm sorry, that's even further from being correct. Oh, really? Yes, the correct answer is the 1930s. Oh, okay. I'm confusing him with another runner. You are there. There were two actually that threw up the uh, the fist. That's right. Mm-hmm. Jesse Owens just went there and kicked ass. Not to right say on. they didn't also kick ass. I don't want to make it like a a battle or anything. Everybody kicked ass, but true. All right. Well, Boom. that's three and three. Let's uh, let's take another break and then we'll be right back with our. Uh, second round of trivia and some miscorrections and no notes. Ooh, yeah. Okay, we're back, and it's time for some missed corrections. Missed corrections. What a disaster. I don't know, man. Last time, we I didn't even have to sync it up. It was like, it was perfectly in sync somehow. So, Damn. you know, we just got to have some confidence and, and go with it. First of all, uh, very, 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 very recent miscorrection from just a couple seconds ago. John <laughs> Carlos and Tommy Smith Thank were you. the ones that held up their fists during the uh, American National Anthem on the winner's podium. So just wanted to get that uh, out of the way right there. Not Jesse Owens. And that was in 1968. Okay. Um. NFL on Fox theme that was composed by Scott Schreer and uh, that theme debuted that epic theme debuted in 1994. Um, He is a a bit of an icon in the space and has some involvement in technology company that uh, traces audio fingerprints of songs and can, I guess, pay composers royalties um, if it's heard through Shazam or something like that, I don't know. I don't know. It, was, it looked very complicated, but the he, fuck? this guy, <laughs> this guy composed this song and he's, uh, well-respected in the like TV composition realm. Um, according to CNN in 1994, then Fox sports president, David Hill wanted a new NFL theme and got an earworm 
while waiting for a Batman ride at a California theme park. When the network tapped Shreer, he was told the vibe was Batman on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that uh, that's how that theme came to be. Calm uh, down, has, calm down. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's Batman on steroids. Uh, it's like a bear on cocaine, I think. <laughs> Schreer has garnered six Emmy nominations and was featured in a February 2015 edition of ESPN, the magazine entitled The Music Issue, which named him and fellow composer John Colby as Kings of the Sports Jingle. King of the Jingle. The they should have just called it King of the Jingle, but it's like King of the Jungle, you see, if you mm-hmm. say King oh, of the Jingle. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. Or Kung, I mean, Kung of the uh, Jingle. The implication, the implication there, though, is that somebody else is King of the Jingle. Yeah. I mean, we'll just They're say, just King of the Sports Jingle. But see, just fuck it. You know what? Say you're King of the Jingle. If anybody comes up to you and, and you know, challenges you. Then go to toe to toe with them and be like, sports are the most watched fucking thing in the world. Fuck your regular. Uh, let the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. Fuck off. This is motherfucking <laughs> bum butter dun 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 dun. That's some real shit. Get the fuck out of here. You gotta. You want to be the king of the jingle? Rawr, bitch. You gotta fucking tell them what's what. You gotta fucking you know. You gotta bark at them. You got to get him DMX style. Be like, fuck you, son. I'm the fucking king of the jingle. Are you listening, Scotty? Audio fingerprint. Yeah. That's what you got to <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. Finger that print, Scotty. I also said Milhouse Vanderhoven. His name is Milhouse Vanderhooten. Oh, okay. The, uh, the Simpsons character. Very close. Yeah. We got uh, a note here in Discord from uh, Clay Dunker that said, still slowly working my way backwards through the episodes. The guy, Matt Newton, is what he says. His name is actually Nat Newton, like the uh, type of bug, Nat Newton, Uh with a, you know, with a G. Uh, The guy, Nat Newton, that called, he loves women and sharing the factoid about the blessed flat earth being one of God's blue eyes. Was that the first time he called? I don't remember hearing him in any of the episodes I've listened to. But that person needs to keep calling in was a hilarious bit. Uh, he shows up from time to time on the Twitch channel of one John Lewis, twitch.tv slash John Lewis, who I want to send a personal thank you out to because this guy uh, designed me some alerts for my own Twitch channel. He like made the animations and the sounds and everything and sent them over and uh, he's Helped me going on my own Twitch channel, which I recently this week made affiliate for. So, congratulations! You're listening to your Twitch's newest affiliate here at twitch.tv slash brush night. I go over there, get a subscription, get some emotes, have fun with us playing some games. It's a good time. We've got Nat Newton over there as well on uh on twitch so uh yeah, we'll see if we can get him to uh, call in again. We also heard AA Ron who wrote, has anyone noted that from episode 227, Sagittarius A asterisk is pronounced Sagittarius A star, not A asterisk. Um, Oops. So, yeah, I I did not know that. Uh, (laughs) I read that, and I thought that the the asterisk was a designation that astronomers used to indicate that something was like, 
wildly i don't want to say unbelievable but just like awesome and like Put uncomprehendable you know so i didn't i didn't realize that it was i i thought maybe star would be confusing because a star is an actual thing and this is uh, a black hole not a star um so i don't know apparently michio kaku says that it's uh, pronounced sagittarius a star and uh he's the guy that i guess knows about that stuff so i'd go with him uh, the and bigger, then we got some, hold on real quick. Yeah. I just need to point out that the bigger problem with episode two, two, seven is that we didn't do any references to the hit television series, two, two, seven starring Jack. Hey, what? What's that? You've never two, heard two, of two, two, seven. No. Oh, Lee. It's like a, like what, what decade is this? Uh, the eighties into the nineties. Two, two, seven. Yeah, it's about people that live in an apartment building and uh, about a specific family who that um, live in 227 that live in. Yes, that live in 227, uh, famously starring Marla Gibbs and uh, Sandra Clark, uh, who is Jack A um, and a bunch of other people. Um And yeah, it was uh, it was very, very funny. It was about like, you know, maybe like a. I was in Chicago, a predominantly black apartment building in 1950s Chicago, adapted from a play in 1978. Huh. Uh, very, very funny. You know, it's very, um, very 80s, 90s television. Uh, okay. Oh, maybe it only lasted one season. It's 88. So, uh, yeah. So late 80s, then. 85 to 90. There you go. Wait, one season in five years? No, I thought it was one season because Marla Gibbs was only in it for one season. From 85 to 86. Oh, uh, as an executive producer, my apologies. But yeah, it was uh, was funny. Well, thanks for the recommendation there. And uh, we got some no notes here from uh, DHX3. David Holbrook, David Holbrook, David Holbrook (laughs) for old time's sake. Yeah, we'll, we'll bust it out for this one who uh, wrote in saying, thanks for another year of tasty, tasty trivia content. Fellas see the tasty, tasty thing is catching on Mark mm-hmm. and uh, Mappy also writing in another great year of the no nonsense trivia podcast. It was information and entertaining as always. And I'm excited for more in 2023 while Lee and Mark take a well-deserved and much needed week off. I have a no-no related question asked by Quizmaster Lee. What N64 title character was the answer to the first question asked on the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast? Did you see this, Mark? (laughs) I did, and I got it wrong. (laughs) You got it wrong the first time and the second time? Yeah, I know I got it wrong the first time, and I think I probably guessed the same thing, which was Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) Yes, that is what you guessed, but that's not correct. (laughs) How, How awesome that all these years later, I'm still fucking up the same shit. Do you remember now? Yeah, sort of, because it's not a character that I'm familiar with. Uh, the character's name is, um, oh, what's it? Bad Fur Day. I can't remember the name of the character, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so-and-so's Bad Fur Day. I can't remember. You're so close. Conquer. 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 And we got a uh, couple of reviews. Thank you. It's been oh, so long shit. since Hell we've yeah. had some reviews. So why not? We're going to delight in it anyway here. We got uh, one review here from uh, Forzarath. Five-star review. Yes. Quiz-tastic. 
Uh, he writes, or they write, I am being forced to write this review. It has been over <laughs> a month since an Apple podcast review, and I was begged to write a review. In all seriousness, I love attending the local quiz nights by these guys, and as a lover of all things trivial that have truly challenged me to step up my quiz knowledge game keep challenging us guys love your content both live and via podcast i'm not exactly sure who that is but thank you Forzarath for that and then we got another five-star review here from mm. danny quen who wrote great podcast wow <laughs> you know nothing really hits home like a wow 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 it's on our podcast or on our business card for a podcast. Actually, it says yeah. "Wow," and then it says "You" after listening. So <laughs> well, that's probably a reference to that. I think it might be. And if yeah. not, well, uh, that's sometimes you just hit the uh, nail on the head. I should. Uh, you got any cards? I need to get you some cards. I have cards. I'm actually the one that pointed out to you that the cards that you made say every f- Monday morning. <laughs> oh yeah, you're that's like, right. That's right. Oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you'd like to write us with a missed correction, a rate my question, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at no nonsense trivia gmail.com. Call us at 1 929 356 66 or find us on social media. And if, if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show on Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, and Good Pods. Good Pods recently following us on Twitter. Oh, yeah. We've had the big time. I got very excited and I, I made a new tweet that said, thank you for following us. Good pods. We love your platform. We mention you every episode of our show. Here's a link to our good pods page. Thinking at least us. we would get a like <laughs> nothing, nothing just completely looked over. And then I went and looked and it's like good pods follows 7.3 million <laughs> accounts. I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, I right. see. I see how it is. Now. Okay. But no, it is a good platform. Yeah, we do enjoy it. Even if even if they don't have time to look at all the all the tweets that I'm sure they get tagged in. Good pods, good platform, good name. Here's a question for you. You ready? Yeah. What Asian island country was previously called Formosa? Well, there's there's three countries coming to mind. One of which is Indonesia. One of which is New Zealand. And the other would be Australia. I mean, is Australia an Asian country? I don't know about that. I thought that that was the answer, but I don't know if I would. I don't know. It's very close by. <laughs> I'll say that. It's very close by. Um, against my better judgment, my gut is saying Australia. I'm going to go with that. Australia. Sorry, that's incorrect. Mm. Now I'll ask the question the way I asked it initially. I did not say Asian, but you, of course you know that now. What island country whose capital is Taipei was previously called Formosa? Taipei? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I have no idea. I um, thought for sure you were going to get it with that. Mm-mm. I don't know. The correct answer is Taiwan. 
Oh, okay. Taiwan. Taiwan. Formosa. Huh. Formosa. Okay. It was called Formosa by who? It was just what it was named. Like, that was its indigenous name? I guess so, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, my first question for you is about famous 90s snacks. Okay. And I, I, you, you shouldn't be surprised. You know geography is not my strong suit. No, no, I know. Well, I, I you <laughs> know, ge- geography, I think of like where this is in in place of other stuff. Oh, it includes it includes capitals and city names and stuff like oh, that. Okay, too. I, I, never, I, I never thought of it like that, but I guess you're I'm right. I'm bad with that stuff too, so I lump it all in. Okay. <laughs> Famous '90s snacks. Okay. My first category for you. Tastes like real pizza, only louder. Was a tagline of what brand of chips that was made and sold by Keebler until the company was sold in the late '90s and the product line was discontinued. Hmm. This is great because this is totally one of those things I do not know, and I know you're going to tell me, and I'm probably going to go, "Oh my god!" It's what every quizmaster wants. Um, it's what we like. It's what we're here for. It's what we need tastes like pizza, only louder because it's crunching chips. I don't know. Um, Do you um, remember these? Not really. Um, pizza flavored stuff is so weird. It's just like, I don't know. Well, you're, I mean, in the, in this era though, you're the prime demographic for this kind of product. Yeah. Know? Fat. <laughs> well, a little kid, you know, a little kid that like, that likes pizza. Hey, you fat kid. Here's some, you want to eat pizza? I don't bag. think they were they were primarily selling to just fat kids. I think no, no. the pizza demographic not. is you know far and wide. Um Keebler uh what would they call them? I'm trying to think like an ad executive like all right, we're making this thing. It's going to be we're going to have pizza I know you don't like added hints, but I'm going to add one here. They were triangular. I don't know if that helps call to mind anything. Oh, no. I figure they were. Um, I don't know. I'm going to call them. Um, I'm going to call them slices. I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, shocker. They, you, but when you went this strategy, I was like, he could stumble upon this and just guess something out of the blue. That's pizza related. <laughs> they were called pizzerias. Pizzerias. Yes, pizzerias was what they were called. According to Wikipedia, pizzerias were made in a novel process from fresh pizza dough and were available in three flavors. Cheese pizza, pizza supreme, and zesty pepperoni. Launched in 1991, pizzerias were reported to be the most successful snack food launch in Keebler's history. Earning wholesale revenue of $75 million the first year. Jesus. Due to the success of the pizzeria's launch, Keebler was named 
new product marketer of the year in 1992 by the American Marketing Association. Pizzeria's also earned a Gold Edison Award from the AMA for marketing excellence. Wow. So, tastes like real pizza, only louder. That is an award-winning, well, I don't know if that tagline in particular, but it's part of a marketing campaign that was uh, pretty big for Keebler. That's wild. It's absolutely wild. Pizzeria's. You don't remember these? Uh, vaguely. It's one of those things where I'm like, I either do remember it or I don't, and my mind is filling in the space. You know, they were so good. Yeah, I picture them being pretty good. That zesty pepperoni sounds pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, zesty. Here's your second question for me. What does a carminative drug relieve? What does a carminative drug relieve? This is a kind of drug, C-A-R-M-I-N-U-H-T. I'm sorry, C-A-R-M-I-N-A-T-I-V-E. Carminative. Carminative? Carminative? Yes. Carminative? What does a carminative drug relieve? Yes. What? What does it relieve? Yes. Does it relieve pain? Does it relieve the bladder or the bowels? <laughs> what can be relieved? Does it relieve your sense of anxiety? Motherfucker! Of not getting a trivia question right on a damn podcast? For of all these people? Um... I don't think it's pain. Maybe it is bladder or bowels. Tear ducts. The lacrimal glands. No. Pizzerias were supported by an extensive marketing campaign, including a series of three television commercials, including the first teenage Keebler elves with slang catchphrases such as radical grub. That's what I was saying, man. I was buying into the oh the hype. gnarly, yeah, shredding, was, shredding, eating pizzerias, going radical grub. <laughs> this shit's gnarly, bruh. <laughs> um, Carmen, 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 drugs. Let your bowels flow. Let your bowels flow. I don't know, man. I really don't. Um, Carmen, I I don't. E- I can't even like suss it. I don't know what the prefix is. I'll go with bowels. Maybe makes it poop. Sorry, that's incorrect. Very close oh. though. Bladder. Gas is the correct answer. Flatulence. Oh, okay. It re- relieves flatulence. How does that work? You know what? I don't know. I'll tell you. So I I read about this. And I was like, wow. And I tried to, I tried to find a place to learn how to pronounce it. And the only thing I could find, the only videos I could find are like Asian Indian professors talking about it. So is this like gas X? Maybe. Yeah. Like you, you take it well, when you have is, like gas. This is pain? like kind of like, it's naturally about? occurring. Oh, so, there so it's are, like derived from a plant or yeah. something? Yeah, you may oh, also okay. be able to do it, you know, by uh, artificial means. But 
yeah, you like chew on this fucking shit or whatever, and it makes your farts go away, I guess. A carminative drug. Is that right? They are. The the pronunciation the enunciation was on car from when I heard it. So it was like carminative, I believe. Carminative. I, oh my gosh, I, I, I hate believe that. that I know. Why are you making me do me. so much work here up front? Well, I don't I mean when I saw it, I was like yeah, it felt like Parmesan it carminative. <laughs> I want Parmesan cheese. Parmesan. <laughs> All right, my next uh, category for you, another Parmesan. popular category that we uh, we congratulated at the beginning of this episode, Marvel, Avengers Endgame specifically. And if you haven't listened to that, me basically, Carrie Fletcher, in that bonus <laughs> episode, uh, I strongly suggest you give it a shot. I think Dallas and, uh, and Justin would like a rematch, honestly. But I'm I'm down. But this time with you on their side, (laughs) (laughs) they need your help. I think I'm more funny on Fletcher's (laughs) side. I think. All right. Here's the question. This is one that we did not ask on that uh, Marvel uh, bonus quiz that is on available on our Patreon. The M class spaceship that Tony Stark and Nebula find themselves aboard in the opening scenes of Avengers Endgame that also appears. In Avengers Infinity War and Thor Love and Thunder is named for which rock singer songwriter who broke out with their 1979 debut album in the heat of the night. Oh boy. All I can think of is in the still of the night by white snake. And that's not helping me at all. Um, I, I don't remember the name of the ship. I don't remember it being named anything. If you think they didn't give that thing a name purely to sell a toy in the form of model kits, Legos, action figures. Oh, I'm sure know. they did. I just don't remember the name of it. You know how many things in, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy inspired by different uh, 80s, 70s and 80s music acts and icons. This would be one of those things. So this was a name that star Lord bestowed upon the ship. Can I hear the question one more time? Sure. The M class spaceship that Tony Stark and Nebula find themselves aboard in the opening scenes of Avengers Endgame that also appears in Avengers infinity war and Thor love and thunder is named for which rock singer songwriter who broke out with their 1979 debut album in the heat of the night. I have no clue. I think I think that uh, Tony Stark might even say the name of this because remember he's um, recording messages to send to Pepper. He might say the mm. name of the the ship in the opening line of the movie there as well. Um, nineteen seventy nine in the heat of the night. I don't know. Um, uh, I'll say. Uh, <sighs> What's his name? Uh, Sammy Hagar. No, it's not Sammy Hagar. I don't often do this, but do you want to? Do you want to call a friend? Maybe this can be, in a way, my redemption moment by allowing you to call a friend on okay. this question. All right, I'll phone a friend. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they answer. I'm hoping so too. And hopefully they're smart. Well, we thought about you today. 
Well, I thought about you. Uh, Seth, you're live on the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. Hello. And I have a question I've been asked, and and because I tried calling Lee on phone a friend for uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Okay. Um, he is allowing me to call somebody for help with a music question. Okay. Well, just to let you know that you got me while I'm in the shower, and I am naked. Perfect. Beautiful. All right, go ahead. That makes us even better. Okay. Here is the question. Go for it. The ship that is used throughout much of the Marvel universe and is oh. the main ship that is used by the, um, uh, the guardians of the galaxy is named after a singer songwriter who had a 1979 debut album called in the heat of the night. Do you know who this is? Is that Billy Squire? <laughs> that would be perfect. I mean, that's around the time. Maybe he came out a little bit earlier than that. I don't know. In the heat of the night. Uh, that sounds like that sounds like a Billy Squire record. I mean, you and I both know that we, we both really, well, me more than you, don't like Billy Squire. Right. And he is around. He is of that time period. And in the heat of the night sounds like a, um, a Billy Squire album. Uh, it could be that guy, Barry, what's his face? He's got a Spanish last name. Mm. And he did that song uh, about a young girl, Barry. Oh, God. Manilo? No, not Manilo. He had a Spanish last name, uh, a Latin last name, and uh, and he did a song. It was... It was uh, about a it was about a young girl coming to his door. We should have covered it on lyrics to go at this point. I can't remember. A million people have suggested it to me. Um, somebody. Well, let's go with. Uh, you want to go with? Uh, yeah, we'll go with Billy Squire. We're going to say Squire. we're going to say Billy Squire. You need to be there by. Is Jen okay. in the shower too? Is Jen in the shower too? No, she's coming up here looking at me funny. <laughs> she's looking she's at me. No, it's it's not Billy Squire. Oh, it's not Billy Squire. Who is it? Who is it? This is somebody who had a uh, twenty three number twenty three on the Billboard Hot one hundred hit with Heartbreaker. Oh, Heartbreaker. Um, that's Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar, yeah, Heartbreaker was Pat Benatar. That's correct, Pat Benatar. Uh, Pat Benatar was correct. Mm-hmm. The Benatar no is the name of the ship. It's actually the Guardians' uh, second ship, I believe that they they have. Man, that's the second time you've called me and I've gotten stuff wrong. I'm feeling bad, man. It's a hey. It happens. Way to make me feel like crap. It's a lot of pressure. I appreciate you being <laughs> game for it. That's all right. We had pretzels today in honor of you. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate. It. I was yeah, just talking yeah, about how it. I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. I'll give you a full pretzel report when I see you next. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Seth. All right, man. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Have a good one. Well, I didn't mean to bring him down like that. I mean, I know you uh, carried him all throughout the MCU quiz, but I'm shocked you did not call Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I guess you. I mean, I was thinking music, not. Uh, oh, yeah. Not, not Marvel. Because um, I was thinking it was more of an MCU thing that he probably would have gotten it. All right. Let's hear your uh, next question, bud. Here is your last question of the second round. 
Which constellation are the stars Castor and Pollux found in? Which constellation are the stars Castor and Pollux found in? Castor and Pollux. Mm-hmm. No idea. Um, two. There's two of them. Well, uh, Castor and Pollux are two stars, right? I don't know if it's just two stars or if just those two stars are two of the stars that are in there. Right. I'm just saying you, you only listed two. Yes. Okay. But it's not to say that there's only two. Right, right, right. Yes. That's why I said two at least. Yeah. As you know, as customary with constellations, you need at least two. There could be more. Are there two star constellations? Is that. Do you need to like, do you need three? I don't know what the bare minimum is on that. I think that there's one with four, um, but I'll look that up while you, while you self sus. Okay. Um, Castor. Pollux. Never mind the Pollux. Max Castor. Castor oil. There are two star constellations. Okay. Um, Big Dipper, Little Dipper, one, two, three. Sagittarius, Leo, the Lion, Leo, Nardo DiCaprio, Leo, Nardo the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> First name Leo, last name Denardo the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Denardo the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Uh, what other constellations are there? Orion. I should pick a constellation that has a lot of stars in it. More chances of getting it right. But that, that doesn't work when I answer Texas for a uh, geography question. So I'm just going to go with uh, Orion. So it's incorrect. It is... The only constellation with two stars. Oh. The twins. Gemini is the correct answer. Oh, of course. Gemini. Of course. Even I didn't put that together. Wow. Yeah, there's wow. a built-in hint. You didn't even realize there was a there was a built-in hint there. Mm-hmm. That's how little that B was. That's how built-in it was. <laughs> it was very built-in. Wow. Compact. That's good. I like that, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Damn. All right. I got a physics question for you to round out the end here. Are we, do we have another more? Oh, I only asked uh, two <laughs> so we far. we have another more? Yeah. yeah okay. I only asked about the pizzerias and the Benatar. And the Benatar. All mm-hmm. right. Give it to me. What is the term for the group of electrons used in tubes? to render images on television screens and computer monitors in the mid to late 20th century. What is the term for the group of electrons used in tubes to render images on television screens and computer monitors in the mid to late 20th century? I'm going to say cathode ray tubes. That's correct. You didn't need any time with that question. Holy shit. Well, I was very convinced I was going to get it wrong. 
and when you said mid to late 20th century, I was like, well, that's when the CRT monitors and CRT stuff was big. And when you said tubes, I said, this is all, I, if it's not this, I'm fucked. And I wasn't fucked. Well done. You did the fucking this time. <laughs> I am the one who you did fuck. the fucking. Me. Do you understand? <laughs> it's me doing the fucking. Congratulations, Leo, Narda Da Vinci, W Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, his name's Thank getting you. longer. Let's take a yeah. break and then we'll uh, come back with a rate my question and our final questions. <laughs> Leo Nardo Da Vinci Da Ninja Turtle. Leo Nardo Da Vinci Da Ninja Turtle. Middle name Nardo Da Vinci. <laughs> Last name Da Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Anytime I need an alias, if even if I'm just <laughs> like reserving a hotel, <laughs> when you order a pub sub, <laughs> yeah, can I get a name? Yeah, yeah Leo Nardo Da Vinci to Ninja Turtle. <laughs> so long. I'm definitely doing that next time I order a pub sub. <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, Bob at a baby. It's a boy. <laughs> yeah. Leo, first name Leo, and your last name Nardo Da Vinci Ninja Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Pull, please. <laughs> We're back, and it's time for a rate my question. Now, I'll be honest. This one came in a little bit over the wire. Last time, so this is a Christmas themed rate by question. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna, I don't want to miss it for a whole year, and they did take the time to send it in. That's fair. And their oh, name is damn, Mark as well. Mm-hmm. Hi, Lee and Mark, longtime listener and five star reviewer. Thank, Thank you, you, Mark. Me. Uh, this is an email though, this is not a call. So, uh, save that first time caller for when you first time call, please. We love to hear your voice. We love when people call in. Mark writes, as a fellow Mark with a C, I have felt Hell a yeah. special kinship to Mr. Davis. That's my dude. We're like brothers now, Mark. I was going to ask you, but I didn't want to come off like all shitty. So I was like, <laughs> I'll let him go through it. But yeah, that's my dude. Mark, your dreams are coming true here. This is from <sighs> a fellow Mark with a C. Who continues, and for this reason, I find it crucial to share this fact with you. Mark Shits is an anagram for Christmas. Okay. This fact is too amazing love this. not to share this time of year. A merry Mark Shits to you all. <laughs> That's beautiful. It's kind of like the old woman who uh, she has Merry Christmas on her um, her uh, garage door and someone makes it say creamy shits. <laughs> It's a little like that. Yeah. Another anagram. Anyway, to make this official, I prepared a Mark-themed rate my question. Perfect. Musician Mark Bell joined what New York City-based band in 1978? Joining this band required him to take a new stage name, which was based on the name Mark, but unfortunately left out the C. I know this, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking, um, so if you take Mark and you leave out the C, mm -hmm. what do you have? 
Mar. And his last name? Bell. Say it faster. Marbell. Marble. What are uh, marbles made out of? Glass. Heart of glass. Blondie. Blondie. Marbell. Marble. Heart of glass. Blondie. Blondie. What do you think? I think it's wrong. You do? Yeah. Okay. How about so take the mark with a C, take out the C. Uh-huh. And then you've got What do you got? You've got uh maybe it's Star Mar. Like it's Star Man, but they rubbed off the little thing. Are you just fucking with and me? And it's Kiss. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> Star Mar. I, I don't think anything good about it. No. Oh, Harmar Superstar. Huh? Harmar Superstar? I don't know that. Oh, Harmar Superstar is a singer-songwriter. Is that who it is? Does a wonderful version of uh, Little Dipper by, or uh, Big Dipper, rather, by uh, by Built to Spill mm-hmm. on AV Undercover. Harmar Superstar. That's, uh, that's their song, Little Dipper? Or Big Dipper. Big Dipper. Yeah, I fucked up. It's oh, okay. Little Dipper. Another constellation. I got my dippers all flipped. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is it the New York Dolls? No. Is it the Velvet Underground? No. Well, I don't know who it is then. Those are my guesses. (laughs) Is this just a big long fuck with me? No, I don't know. Take the name Mark Uh with a C. Take out the C. Uh What do you got? Mar. Put a K in there. Okay, we're back to Mark. Now an IE. Marky? Bismarcky? Marky. Marky Mermone. <laughs> still wrong. I was like Bismarcky. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Marky Ramon. They all took on. Uh, they all took on. You know, it's Ramon, funny. Is in my list Ramon here of ideas. I do have the roads listed. <laughs> I did not mention them though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe. I believe it's Marky Ramon. I think. Oh, uh, okay. Because on my notes here, I have Mar Ramon, but that didn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so we don't need to look this up. You're 100 percent confident on that. I'll look it up. Go ahead, okay. but I'm 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 ninety nine point nine percent sure. I mean that is a uh, a band that is known to have musicians that don't have their uh, their last name. And this is truly highlighting uh, while he looks us up. One of the big pains in the ass about being Mark with a C is that when, especially on the time that Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch was a big thing, um, that people would throw a Y at the end of Mark with a C making marcy so people would try and marky your name but mm. wouldn't be able to because the y would just make the c soft um and that was my life was marcy mark and i mean the marky mark was bad enough marcy mark was you know there's a whole thing um yeah i was just checking double checking me here to make sure that blondie isn't also a correct answer but no there's there's another association there but it's like two people away but yes okay. you're right um uh, mark ramon marky ramon is is correct the ramon fantastic okay Damn. mark rates love the podcast guys thank you for all that you do for the trivia community thank you mark God, yes. I'm so happy to have a Mark with a C that listens. A fellow Mark with a C. Yeah. You love to see it. <laughs> God damn you. All right. Uh, let's rate this question. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it uh, I'll give it an A plus. 
I think it's got a nice built-in hint there. Um, I think it's, you know, New York-based band is a good hint. And if you know that there is a Marky Ramon, that's another nice built-in hint. Um, <clears throat> you know, talks about changing their names. Um, yeah, I'll give it an A+. I'm going to actually give this a, uh, I'm going to give this a Pibs. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. I'm going to give this uh capital P. Mm-hmm. Capital I. Mm. I'm going to give this a, give it a capital B. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot to go on here. Um, yeah. You could know it by recognizing his birth name, by being a fan. New York city is a big hint. The late seventies is a huge hint. There's only a handful of like big bands that remain to this day up from that area. Like, I think we just named them all in our sus basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Joining this band required him to take a new stage name. The mm-hmm. Ramones known for their stage names mm-hmm. um, based on the band, the name Mark, but leaving out the C. So, I mean, it's really just driving it home there. So yeah, big capital B here. I would just, now here comes the big one. I would, I'm going to give this a lowercase S because you know, I yeah. do not like uh, a divided question. I don't like, you know, ending punctuation in the middle of my question. It can just easily be rewritten, you know, to be a, a single sentence that says, you know, musician Mark Bell joined what New York City based band in 1978, uh, which required him to take a new stage name, which was based on his real name, Mark. I mean, it's such a small change, you know. Right. So, but yeah, I'll give it's a still full pibs. And as I've mentioned before, you should not sweat the capitalization. If you get a letter in the pib system, that means you're good. You know, you don't need to like. But that's just how I would oh, do it. Oh, you it's know, a you of say that. You say that. It's a matter that, of opinion. I, mean, I would rewrite if, this. You know, if I would, the ability to get the full capital PIBS is there, people are going to want it. You can't sit there and tell people not to care about the capitalization. Otherwise, you wouldn't capitalize any of it. I'm just saying you should feel good about it. You know? Yeah, it's, well, this they is don't. a solid question. And you make people feel bad all the time. All right. Well, if you want good feelings, go to Mark's A+. There you go, Mark. There you, you got go. this. You got your brother, That's Mark, it. looking out for you there. A+. That's right. You come I'm over sure you're here, not biased Mark. at all. You and I will hang out. <laughs> Leave Lee alone. <laughs> to sulk in his lowercase s. <laughs> he can suck my s. Mark... Yes. Not you, the other Mark. Thank you oh. for the qu- fantastic question. <laughs> yes. And if you'd like to uh, write us with a rate my question. Rate us with a write my question. Ooh, send it in. No nonsense trivia at gmail.com is the email address where you can call us at 1-929-356-6966. All right. Our third and final round of trivia. It's time. Here it is. Uh, this is a next question. That uh, This next question is one that I'm asking you from my Genius Night Trivia at Ollie's. It was a final question that I asked previously at Ollie's that nobody had gotten right the first time around. Um, and it is about the insane clown posse. <laughs> Great. Okay. What is the name of the metaphysical concept that runs through the music of the Insane Clown Posse that describes souls awaiting judgment before going to heaven or hell? This is basically the framework for their music. What is the name of the metaphysical concept that runs through the music of the Insane Clown Posse that describes souls awaiting judgment before going to heaven or hell? 
I know a lot of listeners are probably thinking it gets that deep. I thought they were rapping about magnets. And yeah, I mean, it's uh, they've got a big catalog, actually. Let me first before I think getting this question fucking right. Let me first tell you that I fell into a pretty deep rabbit hole with the insane clown posse when a bunch of like musicians that I respected a lot, etc., started claiming themselves, calling themselves juggalos. They released a series of albums, as you mentioned, and throughout this series, um, you know, they, they made a bunch of different, you know, they, I don't know, they, they're a very weird band, but you get the idea if you listen to any of so they're originally known as the inner city posse. That's what ICP stood for. Did you know this? Who did based out of Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. Um, and they were actually pretty good. Then they had this whole story that they fell into a dumpster and there was some ooze in there. Kind of like Leo. Narda da Vinci, Vinci. Ninja turtle. <laughs> the Ninja turtle. And, um, then they turn into these like wicked uh, clowns. And then they do all these things with the great Malenko and da, 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 da. And at first I was thinking the great Malenko might be the answer, but I don't think it is. Um, Though it might be, and I might just be kind of like shooting my load a little early, which wouldn't be the first time. If you know what I'm saying at the end of one of their like albums that finished up this whole shebang, they go on to say that the whole message of all the stuff they've been doing for years is about how God is the ultimate, like, last step of this thing. And they're like, ha, yeah, we've been fooling you this whole time, talking about all this stuff, but we're actually basically preaching Christianity. And then they repeat over and over again, we're not, we're not sad if we tricked you. We're not mad if we tricked you, something like that. Very, very weird. And there were a lot of people that were kind of like, what the fuck happened? I really, really do believe that they're just taking all these people for a ride. If you watch, there's a documentary that was available for a little bit on like Google video when that was actually a thing um, about like, dude, people go there. They, they will make these fucking hatchet man, um, uh, hockey jerseys for like 200 something dollars and they will sell out every night. They have just like trapped this group of people that will just buy anything and everything they put out. It's insane. It's like John and wrestling. It's just like this level of insanity. It's bigger. <laughs> you can say me and wrestling too. It's you don't bigger. Have to go to John. It's bigger and crazier. It's insane. Anyway, I'm pretty sure. Can I hear the question one more time? What is the name of the metaphysical concept that runs through the music of the insane clown posse that describes souls awaiting judgment before going to heaven or hell? All right. I hope I don't. I mean, I'll be fine with getting this right to an wrong to an extent, but I think I know it. I think the answer is Shangri-La. No, I'm sorry. What a buildup. I think that might be the last Joker that card may, that may be like album where you go Joker cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the dark carnival. 
See, is the answer I'm here, for. I guess here's the thing. I knew about the Dark Carnival and I knew about the Great Malenko and I, I just don't know what is what because I'm not that into it. You know, I'm not that deep into mm-hmm. it. You don't follow the lore. Yeah, I, I know the, about the Dark Carnival. I just did not know that that was what that thing was called. So, so at Genius Night, I had a uh, new team coming in and it was a th- family divided amongst three generations. And I walked over and I said, hey, everybody, uh, just to let you know, you came in on Genius Night, which is our hardest night of the year. Uh, so don't get discouraged. A lot of the questions that were all the questions that we're asking are questions that nobody got right the first time around. So if you get any question right, you should feel good because nobody else in the room got it right the first time, you know, so uh, you can hang your hat on that. And uh you know, they had like grandma and they had, you know, the parents and then they had the kid and the kid was like about high school aged. And right after I finished reading the answers and I, I read the dark carnival, the, the high schooler goes, oh, I knew that. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> they're still going. I guess she's got a, a $200 hockey jersey in her future. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> Uh, and also, best wishes to uh, Violent J. Um, I know you're just painting him as uh, some kind of grifter, but going through some health problems this year. And uh, regardless of his business acumen, uh, I think they they created something kind of cool with their uh, with their music and their theming and stuff. You know, they're just very iconic. I would say, you know, not to put any kind of like you know moral rating on their 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 music or anything like that, but. They certainly have left a mark. Yeah, whether you like it or not. Um, yeah, also, um, we should definitely mention the uh, football player in the Bills. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, basically had cardiac arrest on the field. Um, yeah, he took a nasty hit. Well, you know, the hit didn't even look that bad to me. Um, well, I mean, of course, you know, getting tackled by a big guy is always going to be a thing, but hits the ground and then got up, just stood up like nothing was wrong. And then immediately just like fucking collapsed. That's um, the part I was talking about being nasty. By oh, the way. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but kind of a freak occurrence. I mean, you know, it's just like this, you know, perfect storm of shit. Uh, to happen to this to this young guy, twenty four years old. I hope he's okay. I'm glad to see so many people are kind of you know living his uh, you know message of positivity and donating to his uh, his fundraiser, which is a charity. It's yeah. not you know money for him. It's a, a charity that he set up. Right. Um. So that's that's wonderful. But yeah, we hope that he uh, you know recovers to the fullest extent. And I'll tell you, I can tell you firsthand. People that are into sports can be some of the worst people on the face of the planet. It it makes a lot of people, it makes a lot of good people nasty. It makes a lot of nasty people just outright fucking impossible to deal with. By and large, 99.9% of the sports world is behind this guy. Um, every football team, no matter what conference or whatever, I'll put, you know, a picture of his jersey up as their, um, you know, as their avatar. Um, you know, people, Bengals fans went to the hospital where he was to, like, wish him well. 
and stand outside kind of like a, like an overnight vigil. Um, and you know, it's, it's scary. It definitely brings back into focus, you know, as much as people get bent out of shape and yell and scream and, and all that, you know, that this is at the end, just a game. Um, so heavy shit. Um, best wishes to him and his family. Absolutely. Mark. Yes. You have one last question for I me. I do. Lee, here's my last question. What Hebrew words, common English translations include verily, truly, or let it be so? What Hebrew words, common English translations include verily, truly, and let it be so? Hmm. So it's uh, it's kind of an exclamation of agreement, a response. You would say, you wouldn't say Mazel Tov. Maybe you would say Lachaim. Is that what Lachaim means? Verily, truly, let it be so. I can definitely see it um, being le- used for let it be so. Why not verily, truly? I'll go with it. Lachaim. I'm sorry that's incorrect. Oh, okay. Lachaim means to life. Hmm. This word. It's an Abrahamic declaration of affirmation found in the Hebrew Bible. Amen is the correct answer. Amen? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Okay. Adam and Logan getting How's that, that right. How's that for etymology? Right. Tell me about it. It's it's funny. <laughs> uh, Adam and Logan, who won the, uh, won the eight-year anniversary, um, they were one of the only teams to get it right. Um, I think them and one other team that were boasting their Jewish knowledge. A lot of people don't think of amen or amen as being a Hebrew word. And I too did not know or didn't think, you know, enough to, to wonder whether or not it was a Hebrew word or where, where it came from the etymology of it. Um, yes. Used colloquially to express strong agreement. Amen. That is a fantastic question. Thank you. I love that. Mark Lee, it's always a pleasure, but tonight it was especially a pleasure hanging out with you and recording this episode, this 232nd episode Mm. of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, 232 uh, is also a palindrome. So I'm feeling that and uh, I'm feeling you love being on with you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please join us every Monday morning for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways, the easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you could support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, and clicking the support link at the top which will take you to our Patreon page. And we've got some new Patreon supporters this week. We hey. have a new Snailskin, Bill Wooten. 
and a new proverbial lightkeeper, Justin McKenzie. So a huge, huge thanks to both of them for joining the ranks. Thanks for joining the ranks uh, to these wonderful gentlemen and for uh, rumpling the snail skins and proverbial keeping the lights on. Uh, thank you to our quiz dannies, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma, and Redcrest Kitchen. Just got a great write-up in a Philadelphia uh, food blog, so congratulations Yay. to them. The food's looking ridiculous. Uh, Tim at Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's, it's Gil. Our team captains, Matt, Mo, Rick, G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG, Aaron, and DHX3. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Cameron, Stephen Day, Cy, Sam, Caitlin, Mike K, Adam, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, AK Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F, Justin P. Justin Pizzerias, Pizza Chips. And Justin M. Justin Markshitz. I should also mention that Sai is stateside right now from New Zealand uh, with her fiance uh, in Michigan, drove down to the Carolinas. Uh, and while she's here, took advantage of saving on that shipping and bought herself a No Nonsense Trivia Podcast shirt to bring that back to New Zealand with her and to spread the good word. So thank you, Sai. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you, Cy. And thanks to our Rumple Snailskins, Seth, Littlest of Lambs, Aunt Kiki, Clay, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Foxen, Five, Sarah, Laurel, Aaron, H Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Stephen, Kenya, Dallas, and all of my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike J. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at nononsensetrivia.gmail.com. Call us at 1-929-356-6966, or you can find us on social media. If you'd like to hang out with us throughout the week, we have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. Uh, we have been doing, as I mentioned, whenever we're doing these Zoom episodes, we've been um, allowing people to sit there and listen to our little in-between banter. Um, we're going to be doing a live episode at some point here soon, and maybe we'll try doing that uh, that way, too. And you can see what we're like. We're in a room together and watch us gaze awkwardly at, awkwardly at each other. Uh, and finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five stars, stars only, only please. please. Until next time, no nonsense listeners. Have a great week.